0: Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. I'm here with my bunkie, my goddess, Mary Payne Gilbert, who is basically back from the dead. She is dealing with sinuses, everything else under the sun. Mary Payne, I'm so happy that you could
1: prop yourself up next to a microphone. (laughs) I'm so much better than I was, so I'm just like toughed up, happy for that toughed up. I mean,
0: yeah. it's, you guys, it's been like a toughed up, tough down month. I mean, it's been toughed up, bunky meetup, you and I getting together, super fun times, toughed down. I got no car. My car died. Everybody's sick. You're sick. I got sick. I think all the bunkies are on the Facebook page. Like I got the flu. I got the flu too. We're all I tell- know. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, those of us who are living in a little bit colder climates, we're getting at least I am getting more severe weather earlier. And I just, it's like ripping through the schools, workplaces. It's nuts. Yeah. It's not, not, not a great time for illness. Uh-uh, I know. Poor Mary Payne. I texted her earlier, like, Hey, how you feeling? Still want to record? We're good. She's like, <laughs> uh, better for example,
1: 55%. <laughs> That's true. I'm better. For example, <laughs> 55%, like Asin's love for Nicole.
0: I, know, I love that Asin says, for example, and so does Arbu Glorietta. For example, a veil, 55%. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do, we got to bust through these because we have a shortened time period today. We will not be uh, doing. A regular episode next week, you guys. So let's just do the bad news, good news right now. Bad news, we're not going to do a regular episode the week of Thanksgiving because travel schedules, my birthday is coming mm-hmm. up, which um, I'm forcing my family to celebrate large. So we're going to do that. You know, we got turkeys to cook or, in my case, order from the grocery store already cooked. Yeah. And yeah, totally. Totally. And we just, you know what, it's just like kind of that time of year. But we're going to be back the week after with a regular episode again. We will always put a Hey Bunky episode out though. So we'll do one this week. We're covering Welcome to Plathville, Aryan Nation. We're covering <laughs> the premiere of Unpolished, which we have many things to say about. And we'll continue to cover that over on Patreon.com slash Hey Bunky. And we will continue to cover Below Deck, which is taking a turn into the more dramatic and i am down for it it's looking real good yeah so we're gonna cover those and you guys we will cover the love after lockup finale but it'll be late because we need to skip next week uh, that said, let's get going. Let's start covering this. Oh, shout-outs to my Patreons. i got to do one more thing. I'm always holding you up at the beginning, Mary Payne. Elizabeth, right. Elizabeth M. Dana S., thank you. Premium Patreon sponsors over on Pink Shade. You guys are awesome. Thank you to all the Patreon supporters on all of our platforms. This week is actually thank you to Patreon week. And I just want to say that you guys are really propping this up on your shoulders. All the podcasts we do, the ones we deliver to you for free, and of course the bonus material. I mean, you're amazing. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a Patreon supporter, you're amazing too just for listening. We don't ever mean to just focus on the patreon supporters but that extra effort just really helps us continue along so thank you and thanks for listening too. holly w uh, is a new patreon supporter and pink shade thank you girl she's got so much tea from bravo Con. she's been spilling it all over the facebook page yep. and uh that's about it yeah now we can get into 90 day fiance which is as i bring it up introducing a new couple this week Oh, yeah. <laughs> and showing us. I enjoyed us, them. I enjoyed them thoroughly because it, it, the other couples, I'm not enjoying that much.
1: Oh, what about your boyfriend, Marcel? You know,
0: I think we got to break up. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. It was just a short lived two, three week love affair, only one sided, me to him. And I think <laughs> it was just the potential of him being like goofy and sweet, but the fact that he can literally speak no English and he and his beloved beekeeper are only communicating through a phone. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a step or two down from even Paul and Carini. Like Um. it's, it's almost unwatchable to me watching them with this fucking phone.
1: Why do you think it is? Why do you think it's more annoying with them and the translator app than it is with Paul and Carini? Because she has no real
0: personality, and we can't really get to know his at all. And she has these really prolonged silences. And the translator app, when Paul uses it, is like, I committed seven felons and uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, he would translate some interesting shit. You know, he would, like, speak some crazy shit into that phone. And it would translate, and Karini would be like, What, Paul? But this is like, are you going to tell your family about my kids? Silence, silence, silence. It is so boring. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't okay. know. I see that. You know I what I mean? That. It's not like uh, Paul's crazy enough that he would just,
1: he'd be crazy no matter what language was being spoken. And you never know with Paul where he might just break out into a run, <laughs> you know? And you might have to go you have to go chase him. <laughs> with both feet
0: heading in independent directions. <laughs> exactly. 100% different directions. Okay, so let's start with Anna and Marcel, since I already dove into this, and I'm talking about our impending breakup. Um, they have a scene in the park, which is, again, a
1: riveting scene of the two of them sitting there on a bench with a phone. Right. And, and I hate when they do this. It's so stage, right? They go to this park. They sit on a bench. I've never known so many people in my life. I step on these shows to go to a park and just sit on a bench to have a life conversation. <laughs> so they go to the park and there's like, so how did you think the dinner went? And he says, it's very sad because you cried and you cried because we're losing each other. And then he says, you know, all in one sentence, he would never leave the family and he doesn't. He won't leave his family, but he don't thinks they'll ever hear about this. And in Turkey, people have social circles, and they will shame you about these things about the you know children. And then she says, "You know, um, well, if they find out, will you stay or you go?" And he says, "I don't know." And then he says he'll tell his family in ten years yeah, when they're but- on their de- when they're on their deathbed, is what he says.
0: <laughs> deathbed. Okay, is this the less charming Sumit of Sumit and Jenny from the Other Way?
1: uh no i don't I don't feel he has any charm well submit? Really don't. you don't feel like Su oh, no. oh, oh no, this boo. is this
0: is yeah. the less charming version of submit. Sumi Sumite. you know what I mean? It's like'
1: I mean, that's what I'm saying is I don't think Marcel yeah. has any
0: charm. I had such high hopes for him in the airport know, with his I friend. I know anyway, okay, so I then we transition. I do enjoy his dancing. We transition to another scene with them. They're at another table outside with the kids. The kids Mm -hmm. ask Marcel via the phone when they can be revealed and when they can stop being a secret. Again, so inappropriate. The way Anna handles this is what is enraging the Internet and the audience. And I can understand that now because she just kind of sits there and smirks and it feels almost a little bit staged. Like, and you did notice in this scene that they're both wearing wedding rings yeah they're we- weren't they wearing wedding 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 <laughs> wings? <laughs> weren't they wearing wedding rings on the park
1: bench too or no? <sighs> I didn't notice it there, but I wasn't looking. But I, when they were sitting at that table, I noticed his. And then I noticed that she had a second ring on. And, you know, it's so stupid because, you know, Gino's like, well, is your family going to expel you? And Joey, the oldest one, goes, if they do, that's his fault. It's not fair to my mom to keep us a secret. I mean, so, you know, the older one's like, this is some bullshit. And the little one's like, well, don't you care about his mom? I and mean, it was terrible. It's terrible.
0: And it feels half fake. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Are you smelling that smell? Because of, of her little smirk.
1: Mm-hmm. Her be- little smirk.
0: Her smirk. It's like, who does that? It doesn't feel like, for instance, for example, it doesn't example. feel like, for example, on Valentine's when Molly and Luis used to have these conversations and people would get crazy because it was true. Luis would be like, I don't want to be a babysitter. I don't want to be with these kids. And Molly would be like, why are you here then? This is nuts. Like She would... <laughs> She would react, though. You know what I mean? She wasn't just Uh like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." mm-hmm, So these personalities, I don't understand these people. I thought, oh, they're sweet, lovable goofballs. We'll get to know them. They'll be kind of like the fun ones to watch. It's not fun. I'm not having fun.
1: Yeah, and I don't like how she was like, oh, he he says, I just want to make you happy. And she goes, you guys, like, he could have taken me to Turkey, but he didn't. I was like, what are you, a kidnap victim? I mean, he could have taken you to Turkey, but he didn't. I mean, you have free will. Take
0: you in know? five, Anna I, and Marcel. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's move on to Michael and Juliana, who are reunited in a Hummer in New York. Girl, yeah. the ill fitting
1: shirts continue. I mean, well, I I don't like that hat he was wearing in that first scene that that Darcy adjacent hat that he was wearing. I was like, Michael, you know, I like you, but what's the hat?
0: Where's that hat coming from? Yeah. And he's showing us his laptop and he talked to his lawyer. His lawyer is not having it, by the way. I kind of loved his lawyer.
1: Uh, Do you remember? She was was that girl. Yeah, tiny
0: little woman. She was like, well, you know, what do you think you look like? She does seem like a prostitute. Look, look at your age. Look at hers. I'm like, thank you for speaking all of her thoughts.
1: Yeah, she did say that. She's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's not surprising they asked her those questions. I mean, what'd you think? Yeah, what'd, what'd you think? <laughs>
0: hat. You got that hat on. Jesus Christ. So it, how jealous do you think Larissa was while she was watching this arrival scene for Juliana? Because Juliana is basically getting what all these girls dream of. And I say girls, meaning women. When they're signing up to be with the rich American, Juliana actually got a guy who's going to spend money on her.
1: Oh, yeah. Not only did he bring the flowers that everybody dreams of getting in the airport, but he didn't buy them in the airport and (laughs) helped her with the luggage. Then gave her the American dream uh, of the American. What's the word I'm looking for? Not narcissism, materialism, the white stretch Hummer limo, which is disgusting. And I was like, again, Michael, I like you, but you're making it hard. And then they get in there and he says, should we make a porn Limo porn. She was like, "Ha, what? Let me take pictures out the window. I'm only 23." He Um, is. He ages
0: himself when he talks, kind of like Robert with Yo Shorty be poppin. Michael (laughs) says the oldest. He's like, "Should we make a limo porno?" I'm like, "Who are you?" This, This girl. She seems really into him. They were like really happy in the airport. I'm like, "All right, I get it." You know, like. We learn more about her background. She was a seamstress. I've read some things on the internet and some other podcasts are talking about that she was really kind of a child laborer. I mean, a bad Mm -hmm. sweatshop, trash picker, uh, poor, really poor, you know, a really, really tough background. And maybe she really does love Michael for whatever reasons. And he seems like... I know you're going to say, I told you so, but he seems like a decent guy underneath, but he is still a walking midlife crisis and everything about him screams douchebag.
1: Okay. I agree that he is a walking midlife crisis. We can all agree. The ex-wife agrees. We all agree, but I do think he's sweet. I do think he loves her. I think she loves him. He does not have taste in jewelry because that's the ugliest necklace I've ever seen. Can you believe In my that? Life. What the hell was that thing?
0: I was like, "This is this is indicative of who Michael is. He has money, but he spends it on all the wrong shit.
1: You know what he I mean? He to, has no taste. Yeah, he went to he went to the jewelry store that looked like a blog cabin. Um, I don't know. So she's all excited to be in America and they're going to go see the kids. And he says, you know, she's not very forthcoming with her feelings, but I bet she's really nervous about seeing the kids. And He's nervous about how it'll go. And they arrive at the apartment, which is a full blown wreck because he's packing because they're moving the next week into their new house. So <laughs> right. I was like, could he could he have taken a few of those boxes over to the new house? I mean, I know his,
0: his kids who are MVP. Amazing. They're just Cute. the best, the best, the best. They are the only people on the show who have ever researched another country. They are welcoming. <laughs> they cooked a better breakfast than Devin and her diaper eggs did for Jihoon's family. I mean, they're really the best. And But they're hiding behind boxes when they
1: come you in. I'm like, yeah, you can't even see them. They're like, hello, we're over here behind box number 72. Also, Mary Payne, who was watching them? Uh, they were... <laughs>
0: unsupervised cooking. <laughs> what the fuck? I have a 9-year-old. You have teenagers. Have, are you are your kids walking around preparing meals? I mean, I have to help m- practically every person in this household including the dog and the almost 50-year-old husband just like get simple foodstuffs put on a plate. Maybe that's know, my own I fault. I have lots
1: of friends whose kids do cook very well, and often mine are not in that category. Uh-uh. Uh, my son my son, loves taking home ec because he's learning how to cook, and he gets so excited about it. Has he ever shown any of those skills in our home? No. They've also taught them how to do laundry. They've not used those skills at home either. So I don't know if someone— They had a nanny there that was, you know, same age as Juliana and quickly skirted out. I don't know. But it was very odd that they had made like eggs. And he was like, and I was responsible for reheating the eggs. And we have avocado, which in your country is known as dessert.
0: Right. Because he knows how to use a computer and the Internet. I was like, what is happening here? These children are the smartest, most savvy, most welcoming, well-mannered human beings of any age on this series. I love them. They were so
1: cute, and they're like my dad's. A, my dad's a lucky guy. I know they're so cute. They're like
0: you could tell she's a model because she is actually really pretty. I'm like exactly like that's. Thank you. That's all we need to know. She's a model. We're she not going to question she, her yacht girlness anymore.
1: Uh huh. She 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 could use some light teeth work. Light. Oh my god. Maybe some I mean, Invisalign on the top. <laughs> she like, seems to, she seems to have a good space stop in it. the back. That stop but, it.
0: We and help it.
1: Okay, you are actually going to criticize most
0: beautiful woman on this show for her teeth. When we have seen the likes of Bo fucking Jangles.
1: Oh, we're getting to him.
0: Oh, my God. I <laughs> took a screenshot of that man's mouth it. hole.
1: I know you did. I know you did. You're going to torture me with it. I have been
0: looking up in that mouth hole. I, I have seen some things, and I'm here <laughs> to report on them. Okay, let's talk about... Okay, so Juliana picks up the dog. They're lovely. She eats all the food. It's a lovely... It's a lovely arrival, overall. I mean, who to thunk it. Anyway, let's talk about someone who I continue to loathe and her boyfriend, Tanya and Sinjin.
1: You loathe her, but not Sinjin. You can't loathe
0: how nobody can loathe Sinjin. I don't. I don't. I just cannot stand this chick.
1: I mean, who what is wrong with her? Did anyone ever tell her no? Or what what well, happened? I don't know. They start off by her talking about how she likes to smell his armpit and play with his armpit hair. Okay, great. That's a TMI times a million. Oh my God. I can just leave see your face. Leave, leave, leave some things on the cutting room floor, girl. I mean, come on. <laughs> he's like such a simple dude, though. He's like, yeah,
0: mm-hmm, I like it, too. Like, He just seems like he's a roll with the punches, go with the flow. I sound like Glorietta. I don't know phrases right now. but yeah. he. You know what I mean?
1: Nothing really rattles him too much, which is maybe yeah. why he can deal with her. Right, because you, you definitely, somebody that's that, you know, OCD or whatever that she is, or bossy, or has to be controlling, you know, needs somebody that'll just be like, all right, fine, she's crazy, but whatever. But he will put his foot down on certain things, as we see. So I don't, the, word I, is, the word is brat. She's a brat. Well, they go, the girl, the friends leave, thank God. And she says, she says in the confessional thing, she says, I don't know, if you ever gave me an ultimatum, it'll always be my friend's. I'll never choose a man. I was like, okay, like I get that girl power and you should always choose your friends. But like, if he's your husband and you're, I I think it's situational. Don't be such a bitch. I mean, you know, I think she likes to say things. I think she likes to say things as if she um,
0: sees herself as sort of a mouthpiece for some movement and she doesn't quite know what that movement is. Like, if somebody disagrees with her, she makes it into a political statement or something on gender equality or about, like, I don't need no man or what. She is just one of those tiresome, exhausting people that you're like, please stop acting like you're making a point that's larger than the one on your head. Like, fuck off.
1: Yeah, she reminds me a little bit of Ashley Snowden in that way of um, Seeking Sister Wife. Yeah, She's, she's just a little bit of a... I stand for all women and everything. And everything I say is right. Yeah. Yeah. Like just put a bindi on her head
0: and give her an Mm -hmm. Instagram account and let her, she's saying shit like shoot for the sky and maybe you'll land on the moon. (laughs) Ha ha. And I'm like, I love that you say stupid things, Tanya, because then we can record them and replay them forever. She's such an idiot. Every day is national Tanya day. Basically. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so they go out to the, the girls are leaving after this. So they go to the sushi place and they giggle at everything. He says still, like I told you, they were doing the airport, Ha <laughs> ha everything he says. So the one friend, I just write down friend one. I you know, I can't remember their names at this point. Friend one says, you know, what do you want to do for a job? And he says, I don't know. I was thinking I'd start out with bartending and then I might try to be a fireman. And then I was thinking about some Hollywood auditions and opera auditions, you know, just whatever comes up <laughs> Opera, opera. What? And she goes, um, friend number two goes, <laughs> so maybe you're going to, like, narrow that down from bartending to firemen to Hollywood to opera. And he goes, no, I'm in America. I'm going to try everything. Oh <laughs> like, And then they ask him the question that now we know is a big issue. What's your timeline on having babies? And he said, I was told. <laughs> I was told by this one here to my left. Don't look directly at her. I was told three years.
0: <laughs> I was told three years or else. Yeah. I don't know. Is it scripted? Is he just doing this? Are they asking him these questions? And they've already talked about it. Are, are we living in a world in which we really believe Tanya and Sinjin never discussed the kid thing before these scenes?
1: He's She told him three years. Yeah, so, but, but in like, his mind, that's really far away. And he's like, all right, three years, whatever. He's got <laughs> some know? opera singing to do before then and some Hollywood acting. And he also has to fight fires. Yeah, exactly. While while bartending. His answer
0: to what do you want to do for a job is like every elementary school kid's answer. It's crazy. He's like, I want to be an astronaut. astronaut. Uh I would like to. And then there's always like some crazy thing thrown in there, too. Like if it's my daughter, other kids her age, they're like, I want, yeah, astronaut ballerina. Or I would like to work at Red Lobster. Like they always have like kind of a realistic, (laughs) but it seems like a dream thing. And you're like, "Mm, I think he could definitely do one of those. So when he says bartending, I'm like, that's the one. That's the one
1: firefighting too, maybe firefighting too. I would be happy
0: to see him running toward me. if oh, I Oh yeah, I building. would. He
1: could be on my calendar, the whole thing. So they go to Frankie and Johnny's steakhouse. I did a little journalism. Uh, this place is in the theater district there in New York city. It has 4.5 stars on open table. There you go. So yeah, they were seated by the door though, which I didn't Seated by the door. I didn't like that. He says like, thank God the friends are gone. I want to just spend time with her. And he says about the three years, like I was thinking we'll be together we'll get married and you know, we'll travel. We we'll get to do all these things. And he says, you know, I'm not going to be under pressure to be told when we're going to have a child. And, you know, he says, how how can we do all the things we want to do? We want to get a house. We want to do all these things and travel. How can we do all that if I have a baby? And then of course she goes, Oh, are you telling me that women can't travel and have jobs that they have a baby? Exactly. And she's like, no, that's not what I said. You know? And she goes, it takes planning and responsibility. And he goes, and money. And he go, she says to him, now she's jabbing him. How many jobs have you quit? And he goes, I'm just going to keep trying things. I won't do something I hate. Like, next stop, opera house. Next stop after that, bartending. <laughs> who knows what I might like? He's like, yeah. who knows where this shed will take me? Does he know he's
0: living in a goddamn shed yet? Not yet, but it's coming.
1: He has to know. <laughs> he has to.
0: You know what? I can picture his ass not even caring also. I can picture him being like, all right, cool. And then him just like going out to the opera. He is a very... Relaxed kind of dude. But he did say, which we talked about last week in the previews, a statement that is, it perfectly sums up a lot of these couples, but especially Tanya and Sinjin, when he's like, it seems like you wrote the story and I'm just a character in it. Because she's like, my dream for my life and my life, my life is going to go like this and I need to do this. And he's like, uh, am I just here to play out my role in your story? Yeah. I thought that was yeah. an amazing Short, swift summary of exactly what a lot of these people are thinking when they get these 90-day fiancés. Like, I'm just writing my own story, and you're just the character
1: in it. Perfect. And I found you to fill the role of boyfriend husband. And then he says, you know, she says, whether I have kids with you or not, I will have kids. And I've put off having kids just for you. It's not in my plan. Like, I wanted to have kids at 30, but now I'm 32. You know, she's, like, going down her timeline of her life, and that's what he says about You just wrote the story and I'm a character. And she says, I have a vision for my life and you're here. I want to do it with you. And he goes, so you're not going to like accommodate me for like, I just got here or whatever. And she goes, yes, I am accommodating you by having children later than was on my timeline. Yeah. She, you know what,
0: whatever. I can't even with this woman. It's just, I don't enjoy her. I don't enjoy her at all. I fully So I'm so sick of everything she says, because in the backdrop, I'm thinking, what's your job? Why don't you have an apartment to take him to? Why? Exactly. You are you are shed bound, sister. Like, why are you on this high horse? You can't be on a high horse while you're living in a shed Shed bound. Yeah, they're shed bound. bound. All right. Uh, Let's talk about another disaster. Uh, Robert and Annie. Yo, shorty be poppin takes his mm -mm. woman
1: to the thrift store. She's very offended. Well, first of all, don't forget they had sex in the living room once Bryson finally oh, settled down. That they means did. once the cameras left once the cameras left, they were able to get that kid to sleep and then they had sex in the living room. Well, thank God, because she was a leon and she needed it. So leon, he, takes her to, that's right. he tells her he's taken to a very special place to shop. He's not gonna tell her where. I'm taking you shopping. So he takes her to a consignment store and she's so offended. She has never in her life ever heard of anybody buying Used clothes. You used know Used clothes.
0: She might not have, and it might be a totally different thing. I think this is a completely sensible reaction on her part, and it's not necessarily on our parts because we have all been conditioned. I have since birth. My grandmother worked in a consignment store, got all my clothes from the Opportunity Shop, Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, and it was run by church ladies. Very normal. And it still is very yeah. normal to do thrift store, to sell things, to buy things, to do things used on the internet. We all do that. I don't think it's normal to her. I think she sees it as a sign of like what absolutely poor in the streets people have to do. And he doesn't even bother explaining that the place is a used store when they walk in. He is the worst.
1: Right. Right. He should have explained this is a consignment store and this is what it means. And But I did think it was interesting on Talk because Molly said, as we remember, Luis was from the Dominican Republic, and she said that he went to the consignment stores all the time and sent wore the clothes, sent the clothes, and she was like, you can get some good stuff. Of course, we know that. But I I, I, I don't know. I am on the fence about this reaction because his reaction, of course, was to call her spoiled her she didn't appreciate anything. They both have a, like a hair-trigger temper, and they're a little bit like Kelly Dodd, like, you're a loser. Shut up. Yeah. You know, they both immediately start, like, going to the lowest level instead of, like, just, Of course, they've known each other for eight hours in person. So what do we expect? They don't know each other. They don't know how to communicate to the other person what they're feeling because they don't really know each other. They don't know each other at all. Right. He jumped off a cruise ship, proposed to
0: her, and jumped back on. And meanwhile, she's been sending him angry emoji faces. He's been buying her this crazy lingerie and has no plans of getting her things she needs, like just a sensible phone. He doesn't have to go get the most expensive one. And he's taking her to this used clothes store and not really preparing her for, like, what this is or, like, what's going on. And also, TLC tweeted out, and she mentioned, that she gave away all of her clothes to her sister and her other relatives before she came because he promised her that he would just buy her a whole new wardrobe. He has overpromised, and he is under-delivering, and he's also an asshole. I mean, he is an asshole. The fact that he called, like, he name calls as his first move. Yeah, I rethink everything that we've seen about him so far. Also, Starcasm is reporting all kinds of things like he has he has five kids total with four different women. Yeah, we're going to get to meet one next week, which is super exciting. I mean, and he's talking about like this last one, like left, you know, left him high and dry and he's the victim and all this stuff. I'm like, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. You had to you had to take a cruise ship and jump off and like get a random woman to come with you because like you're
1: all these women here have talked to each other and nobody wants you. (laughs) He's exhausted all his resources in the um, Hollywood, Florida area. He absolutely Um, has.
0: And he it's George and Anfisa 2.0 and it's going to be a disaster.
1: Well, same with Colty and larissa i mean it's just like you see this with the promises that these guys make and then the girls get here and actually say like hey i'd like to be able to call somebody in my family and you said you'd get me a phone and I'm like what hell no i'm not getting you a phone do you think i made a money I'm like, <laughs> like wait what money don't grow on trees and it certainly don't
0: fall out of my asshole these people with their sayings i'm like oh, oh my, my god. god they make glorietta look somewhat normal All right, so somebody's got to bring her her red bag with her makeup. She's going to go nuts, and I'm waiting for it. I want her to go nuts on him, but she seems to come around later on back in the apartment when they decide to have sex on the family bed, which is never made, because he gives her the lingerie that he probably spent a few hundred bucks on, and
1: he could have spent that on some other shit, but she loves it. She wears yeah, it. D- don't don't forget at the restaurant, he told her, I'm sorry, you're an inconsiderate, big-ass crybaby. Yeah, I know. And also, he's trying to tell her some lies about Americans. He's like, oh, we just go to the courthouse to get married. Nobody really has weddings. <laughs> I know. That was horrible. And she kept <laughs> saying about Miami. He's like, why do you want to go to Miami? And he goes, no, we don't do that. And here we go. No, courthouse and boom, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, like, what? He was like, He was like, hell no, I'm not buying anybody any food on my dime. Oh, my I was God. Like, what do you think this oh is? Phil,
0: like, she has seen other parts of the world. She's not living on the family compound. She understands that there's other things out there. Jesus. All right. Let's move on to, we got to end with the birth scene because we are going to have a lot to say about that. Let's move on to our new couple, broke down Blake Shelton, Aww, Bojangles, so and Natalie. So it's Mike, who's 34 from Washington State. From Uh a town that does not look like what it sounds like in spelling. It's Squim. Squim. But it looks like... Sequim. Squim. Squim. I don't know. It's kind of like, I guess, you know what? It's like Worcester. You you think it's Worcester, but it's Worcester. Okay. So then we have Natalie, who's 35 from Ukraine. She's beautiful. She sends in videos. They met... In a way that is not as catfishy and scammy as some other couples, because she is actually the best friend of his friend's wife, who's also yes. from Ukraine. So this actually gives me hope that it wasn't just like I went on AnastasiaDate.com and I started getting videos. Like,
1: yes, it's not
0: that bad.
1: They seem like nice and normal and she's, they seem to really love each other. I would like to know how original friend met original wife. That could have been on Anastasia.com. Totally. And, and they decided just to not spend the fees and go right to it. And you can meet my friend. But he says he's six, seven. He loves to be the center of attention. He's full of positive energy. He grew up on this 27-acre tree farm. And then he bought it from his dad. Now, his Uncle Bo is his ranch hand, Bojangles. And Jangles lives in the barn. <laughs> he goes out there, Hey, hey, come on, Jangles! Now you think a dog's going to come out. But instead... <laughs> It's his toothless uncle. And I just wrote, what can we say about Uncle Bo? And that's it. I left it at that because I knew that you were going to have taken photos and have lots of grossness to talk about Uncle Bo, who just seems to be living his best damn life out there in the barn.
0: He has actually goals. He's actually hashtag goals because he is so happy. He's like, I'm just a young chicken. I'm happy as a clown. And I'm like, all right, well, you seem like it. I mean, he sits around drinking beer through that tooth hole. And he just has to dig a hole and like spray some shit in the pond every once in a while. And he lives in the barn. He is, he's loving life. He probably doesn't have a social security card. I doubt he can drive in a vehicle or travel across state lines. I mean, I feel like he's an (laughs) off the map type dude, but he is really happy. Now, The weird thing is though, come on, if she does get over here, Uh huh. Him living in that barn is going to be the best thing about this relationship. It's going to be the absolute best thing. I can picture him actually bonding with the Ukrainian girlfriend. Like, come on now
1: that I think Mike inherited Uncle Bo. I think when he bought the 27 acre tree farm, dad was like, now, you know, you got to let Uncle Bo live in the barn. Now, that's my brother, but he ain't right in the head. He doesn't mind living in the barn. And and Mike said, sure, I'll take it. (laughs) Uncle Bo, I might even get you a new tarp for your doorway.
0: Mary Payne, you know, my father's whole family is from Moorhead, Kentucky. I love them dearly. We have some properties that have been sold with people on them. I understand this concept. It's like, yeah,
1: you take the the people.
0: It's like Aunt Aunt May lives Mm -hmm. in the trailer down by the creek. And she just keeps Mm -hmm. to herself. She likes to make the dream catchers. And sometimes she'll bring you some honey. Like, you just, you buy the property with the weird relative that lives on it as part of it. It's just known. So you are 100% correct.
1: I think that the dream catcher and honey person seems great. Exactly. You know what They're love, like I said, I love them to death.
0: But but property does come with a weird relative once in a while in some parts of this country. So I completely believe that that is true. (laughs) That he's like... You can buy it, but you got to have the dude who lives here, which is your uncle. We all know him. He'll never move. And he'll and help you right. out every once in a while. And he's
1: fine. so He's fine. So
0: okay. Why... We had to talk tooth hole. I zoomed okay. in. Here's what's going I on. Want, I, I don't want to. Okay. Go ahead. Well, in addition, you know how he did the, hey, 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 like, tongue uh-huh. out? So he needs yeah. a good tongue scraping.
1: Oh, my sure. God.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I didn't look at his tongue, but all right he needs he Bo needs a tongue scraping i hope somebody can hook him up with that he you know it would improve his palate when he's drinking his buds it's it's something he needs and everybody go take a look if you want to see what i'm talking about I'm he, nauseous go ahead he also is missing the very front teeth as we know there's a few down bottom that are questionable but the lip was covering it and the tongue was sticking out so it's hard for me to see all the way into the bottom of the mouth hole and the two teeth i don't know if they're canines what i don't know what teeth are called that are the the first ones that are shooting out beyond the blank space, are black. Mm. They're black. Mm-hmm. So it looks mm-hmm. like he's missing more teeth than he is. I think he's missing two, and the other two are rotting, but they're hanging on for dear life, like with one root maybe. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. He's missing the four front ones. The canines are there, but they're half black. That's- and that's all we need to say. We need to move on. If you want me to hold my stomach. Okay. So we can talk about how pretty Natalie said, is. All that said,
0: okay. I love him and we have to see more of him. And I'm so pissed off that she is not going to be flying over here, that it's going to be broke down Blake Shelton flying over there, who I also love. I think Mike is a really cool dude. I think he's like a good character so far. I don't hate him like I do Robert or anyone else. But I'm so pissed off because, you know, what? they can't take Bojangles
1: with them. He can't travel. He
0: can't. They can't no, bring no, him on no, a plane. no,
1: no, 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 no. He has to stay on the property. Yeah, yeah, he can't go anywhere. He has to stay on the property. He's, he's, he's got, he's, one got, of those got a, he's got he's got an electric fence. He he has to stay. Um <laughs> So Natalie has degrees in psychology and journalism and she's a model. And he says, she's the beauty and I'm the beast. And three months after their first meeting, they met up again in Paris and he proposed and she looks like she's very tall. So she's probably very happy to have found a tall man and uh, tall women all over the world. Be happy because a, a tall man got a tall woman. I know how tall women feel about tall men marrying short women. Because Absolutely. Th- that happened to me, me being the short woman. So, uh, anyway he he goes out and he calls her and again people don't just go sit in the park on the phone and call people just like you don't go sit on the park bench to have deep conversations no. but this is what we do on this show so he sits casually by a tree in the middle of the town and he calls her and he jokes around because she's like oh look where i am look at the nightlife he goes everything squim closes by 10 p.m and she's like what what do you what do you say <laughs> She's like, I don't think that's funny. We have so to get her over. She has to come over. This is where the show will start. She has to come to swim. So she says, you know, listen, we're excited about the process. I don't want to leave my mom, but you know, I'm going to go ahead and tell her soon. You're going to have grandkids. And then he says, one step at a time, baby. And then he says something... I, Something he gives detail about some credit card debt and that he's going to tell her eventually. But I didn't hear exactly how much it was. Did you say a price? It's isn't it like thirty thousand dollars? You guys, I don't
0: I really don't remember the sum. I didn't put it in my notes, but it's a big sum. I mean, he went into debt buying this farm and also probably going through the K-1 visa process because it doesn't seem and, like he has a lot of liquid funds. Uh-huh, i And flying to the Ukraine. Yeah. Well, he's got to buy Bo his feed too, and throw it in the mm-hmm. trough.
1: Yeah, he's got a, he's got a dependent and he's got a support. (laughs) Totally. So he and Bo dye the pond blue and he says, living on the farm, the work is never done. And, uh, he FaceTimes, uh, he FaceTimes, (laughs) I wrote with Violet. That's the name of my new dog. So I was obviously thinking about my dog, but but it's Natalie. So he FaceTimes with Natalie and says, she's just got word that it might be, Six months. It sounds like she passed her approval process and everything, but it might be six months so they can get her the actual piece of paper. It, I mean, you know, it just sounds like a bureaucratic hang up. Okay.
0: This is what I was wondering because she got a ticket. I
1: mean, like she, it's like she got the visa. So it didn't make sense to me. She couldn't get it for six more months. And I, to me, it meant like they have to print it and give it to you. And, it, you know, it's stuck in the process
0: I guess This isn't like an as-in thing Where it's like I didn't They didn't let me to the airport Or a Maria thing Where they're like She's like Uh My, my uh, passport got revoked I mean it seems like Some shit did happen Because the next thing She wants is for him To fly directly to her Cause she misses yeah, she's them.
1: very, yeah, she's very upset and she misses him. And, and then he says, I don't think there would be anything in her background. Like I really trust her. And she said, like, literally I went over there. I said goodbye to everybody. I was packed. I was like, what are you going to do? Pick up the document and go to the airport with all your suitcases. Like you to book your flight first. I know. And um, they do keep
0: mentioning the background. Like there's probably not anything in the background. I don't think there's anything in her background. Her background seems clean. So I'm like, are they telling us this a little too much?
1: right maybe she's another model slash hooker slash yacht girl Mm, you know what though she's 35
0: i i I love them because they're age appropriate they do seem like they dig each other they met through a friend whether the patient zero was on anastasia date or not and (laughs) it seems like they could have a chance also we got to see more bojangles i mean this is the basically this could be singin's future which i do believe could happen to him (laughs) like it could be Sinjin could be living in a shed and become Bojangles if he's not careful, but he might be very happy if he does. This is a happy guy living the life. I want to see
1: more of, I want to see more footage of that life. Yeah. I think Sinjin's shed at least has a door. Um, It does. So, yeah. (laughs) So she says, please come here and visit me. I'm so sad now. And he says, not really in my budget, but uh, he'll go see her. Okay.
0: We got to talk. We got to keep moving. Let's talk about Emily and Sasha. Emily gives birth. To
1: baby Dave this week. I was offended they named this child after my husband, but all right.
0: I love baby Dave. I was like, uh-huh. that is amazing that you're
1: calling him Dave straight out of the gate. So yeah, don't even wait. Don't even wait for his friends to give him the nickname when no. he was on like a little baseball team. Just no. go ahead and
0: do it. Not like Baby David or Little Davy. Nope, Dave. Baby Dave. Okay. Now how <laughs> she gets there, the baby's healthy, everyone's fine. She comes through it, so that is the good news. The bad news is every other fucking thing that happened. Holy shit, this was harrowing. I, you know how we were like, oh my god, we don't feel bad for Emily, whatever, whatever. I, my heart was like hurting for her. This. Yeah,
1: he, he said last time his various wives gave birth, the other times um, he was working, he thinks, but he doesn't really remember. It's just like my dad said, like when my mom would go to the hospital, he'd be like, all right, go play golf, come back. There was a baby there. Nobody knows how it got there because they knock out the mother and the dad plays golf.
0: Totally. It was like yeah. so old school.
1: I told you the story about my friend
0: who was having her second baby and you know how they go faster, second, third time. Her husband was in the little uh, waiting room or whatever where you could get Toast, or you know, the family rooms they have on each floor of the maternity ward. Yeah. And the nurses are like, Your wife is about to deliver this baby. And he's like, But my bagel's not toasted yet. And like, He waited for the bagel to toast and the nurse was like, you need to come right now. The baby's coming out. And he's like, but my bit, he's like protesting his bagel. I'm like, Oh my God. She's like, you know, somebody's going to steal it. He, she's <laughs> like, I will never forgive him for that fucking bagel. So, but anyway, yeah, he doesn't know where he was last time and the time before that, you know, but he's here now because, uh, newsflash, his newest baby mama can't speak Russian. And also she is new to this goddamn mental institution, that she has to give yeah. birth in. It is her first baby. She doesn't speak the language. And those editors, those camera men d- giving us the shots that mm. we needed to see, mm. they could have put music in there like, ee, 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 every time they went to one of those shots. It was so horrifying
1: it was awful. So she's got, she's dilated to 10 and they're asking her to push and everything. So she's pushing and it won't work. And the doctor says, well, you know, it's been an hour and a half since she was dilated to 10. You know, it's probably been 20 something hours since her water broke. The baby won't go down. It's like not correctly in the hip and any further attempts are dangerous. Right. So listen, I've been there. Many of us have been there. This, this happens. This is scary. Especially if you've been awake for however many hours, and it's scary, but to look around look like you're in a psych ward from a 1950s movie, uh, <laughs> really is not helping your. And a lot of people on Facebook I saw were just slamming on her and like, oh my god, she was like moaning so much. And Are I was you like, kidding me? Everybody's pain is different. I mean, no. I wasn't. I was like, oh, come on, girl. I, I... of course, I, uh, um... on a Pillow Talk, Pal was sitting there like, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't they put the baby on the booby? The baby needs the booby right away. I was like, pal, I didn't want you on my TV and I don't need to hear you talk yeah. about the situation just because you pulled your own baby out of your vagina, birth canal on your bed. Shut yeah. up, pal.
0: After you wanted to get in a Walmart kiddie pool, the roosts. <laughs> Blew up for you in the kitchen. Yeah, I can't stand. I can't believe they're on pillow talk. We were not even going to dignify them with any more words. But yeah, I felt really bad for her. Of course, I, you scream, you ride around. And guess what? An epidural doesn't always work. And for me, I got an epidural after 20 hours of being in labor. Mm-hmm. I finally was like, give me the shot. And that was the worst part of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I had a really bad epidural experience. So when people are like, well, she got that. She's fine. I'm like, mm, that doesn't always go that great. <laughs>
1: Uh, I had an epidural and it only worked on one side. So they kept rolling me to one side to see if it would like, you know, drip to the other side and then readjusting it. I was so happy when I had my second baby and I had to do a scheduled C-section and they gave me a, a spinal block. And so that it hurts, but obviously it hurts, but it's not like, because when you get an epidural, they have to wait for you to have a contraction. And while you're having a contraction is when they give it to you. So it's horrible. So I don't, I don't fault her any screaming, right? I don't, she would have kicked that guy on his big nose. I would have been happy with it. I didn't care.
0: The doctors around her are wearing like mesh underwear on their heads and their faces. I mean, they're all wearing crazy shit that she's never seen before. It's normal for them. It's not normal for her. They're Why saying, the nurses didn't have those on? I don't know. But then th- then Sasha is saying things to her in translation. He's like, the baby is in the hip. They have to cut you. I mean, it's like horrible translation. And then she looks to her left, and there's a table with restraints on it. This whole thing, the whole scene, I, I think she could have gone more crazy. And I would have been like, absolutely. I would be losing my shit in there. So, I mean... Good for her for getting through it. I felt so badly for her. Sasha was of no help. He was the worst. He was like, "Uh, oh, you're okay."
1: He made today Well, he he'd never been there. Passionate. As, he'd never been there either. He was like, "What's this new thing? Having a baby? You normally, I just come to hospital. Baby appears." Oh my God. Yeah, but it was. Listen, I, you know, I, I she's not my favorite. I, I don't think he's an upstanding citizen of the world, but. I was glad that the baby came out healthy. Dave is here
0: and he's fine and everyone else is fine too. Baby
1: Dave. (laughs)
0: Baby Dave. He was born into that room. We will never forget it. Okay, we got to move on to Love After Lockup.
1: You ready? All right, ready. Okay, who should we start with? I think we should start with Glorietta, for example. For
0: example, she works at a car show. And this week, I actually, much like Emily... I changed my tune. I felt bad oh. for Glorietta. And I think Alex is a royal asshole on every level.
1: I'm taking a sip of my water because I'm about to, um, um, recreate Alex's soliloquy about how good looking he is. Let's do it. Mm. So Alex is staying over at Dawn and Cato's Toe Shop in the trailer in the back, and... Glorietta is going to work at a car show. So she's working extra jobs to make money. She says, my gown is over $5,000. So I just have to keep it moving. She again is not focused on the right things. So he shows up to the car show. He's again saying, I I just got to ask you again. Like, why do you love me? Why do you like, he's taking his glasses off for this to show his good looks, um, just tattoo on the side of his mouth. So he says, listen, I don't know if you are attracted to my physical appearance or my tattoos, and I know my mindset could be something that's attractive. You feeling me? Because I'm a very fucking motivated individual to get shit done, and I'm about my money. You feel me? But that can't be the reason. You're welcome. He's saying, "I love you." He's... I, wrote, I wrote it down verbatim. I kept having to rewind it and rewind it. I was like, "Oh, did he say you feel me, or you feeling me?" He said both. He's... He did not dab on it though. He didn't dab on it, but he almost did. At the end, I could see him going, hey, that can't be the reason, and I dab on it. <laughs> and then she says, I love you because you're handsome and you always have my back, and I love everything about you. And he says, I don't accept it. I'm going to bail. I need something to show me stability. And she's like, I don't know where he was or why he has attacked me like this. It's very weird. The whole thing is very weird. He obviously is trying to push her away because he's trying to get with the other girl.
0: Oh, yeah. And he is uh maybe on meth. Allegedly. Well, allegedly. I mean, he's a little bit different now than he was a few days ago, is all I'm saying. He's a little bit he, different. His attitude has just, changed. And it's, I don't think it just has to do with the other girl.
1: It could have to do with some substances that he found in hmm. Kato's trailer. I don't know. Just in on the dashboard. You know, It's they're not his. They're not his.
0: He's not guilty. Yeah, but he's got some issues. And Glorietta, for example, needs to fucking dump him. Well, he's going back to prison anyway. <laughs> Okay. okay, let's move on to Daniel and Lizzie. Goodbye, Destinations in. Hello, uh, mass grave being dug by the full family out front of Mother Teresa's apartment building.
1: Uh, don't forget, they, we start off at the beautiful Destinations Inn in, in ooh-la-la, la, Paris. And they're squirting Cool Whip into each other's mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you do below the Eiffel Tower in the real Paris. She said they had more sex last night than they've had in two weeks. And she's sure that her knees are all bruised up.
0: Yeah. She's oh, also no, man. definitely got a UTI coming on real strong
1: pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. And so they have to go talk to Teresa. So he says, I don't have a job. So paying for the wedding won't be easy. Yeah. You think? It won't be easy. Who are these people? What are we watching? What are we watching? But, like, last time we saw them, they were fully in 12 inches of snow and slipping on the ice and wearing scarves up to their eyeballs while they talked and tried to smoke through the scarves. And now we get over <laughs> to Teresa's house and people are in shorts. That's right.
0: The whole, it's a family ditch digging party. And it's spring or it's summer. I know. It's weird. What is the timeline? This is very weird with Love After Lockup in general. Some people's storylines are three days and some people's are three years, like Angela and Tony. Definitely, yes, and, like, three and Lizzie, years in the making. Like,
1: lizzie is god it was like day three of being in the hampton inn i'm like geez right i don't
0: know daniel and lizzie whatever they show up the whole fam's out digging a ditch they're like oh welcome back how's it going how's the promise ring treating you he's like i can't take it anymore i asked her to marry me we're engaged i mean it he cracks under questioning that doesn't even happen
1: no and he's doing that weird half smile thing too like yeah, I couldn't quite tell cause Ther- because they were all kind of doing the weird half smile. So I think that the producers had told Teresa, you know, ask him a lot of times about it. And that's why they were like, he was looking at yeah. her like, okay, you didn't know the producers told you to do this, you know. But yeah. Teresa hugs Lizzie and says, I hope this is what you want or something passive aggressive. And the grandma comes up and's like, huh, that ring is pretty. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's all we got.
0: That's it. All right. Lacey and Shane and Sean. Uh, we see Jean's house and Lacey comes over and, oh, first they go cake tasting. I forgot about that. Shane and Lacey go cake tasting and Shane mm-hmm. is suddenly a wedding cake expert. And he's like, you know, they cooked a lot of cakes in prison and I do know a thing or two <laughs> about cakes and
1: frosting. Yeah, she said they're. she thinks they're soulmates because they have really good sex and they're going to get married in two weeks. And his eyebrow piercing has switched sides again or his nose ring. And I've tried to get to the bottom of it on Instagram, but she didn't answer me. I'm going to keep trying, people.
0: I wrote so, that down, too. I'm like, this motherfucker keeps switching sides. I d- we have to find out. Somebody has to solve this mystery for us because it's driving Mary Payne and I crazy. Every week I, I he, notice it. Yeah,
1: I think he just has both sides of his nose pierced, right. and just which, however he feels that day is whichever one he puts in. All right. So she goes over to see Jean, and he's repairing an air conditioner. This is not his house. He is on a job repairing an air conditioner. Oh, I didn't even
0: catch that. I'm like, she shows up yeah. at a house that Jean is at. And I thought it was just probably his dad's or something. Okay. Uh, he's at a job. So like Glorietta got fought with at her job and uh-huh. Jean is getting a paternity test handed to him. That looks like it's from Walmart
1: mm-hmm. at his job. They are sitting on the porch Of this person's house. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. So he's like, I'll take the test. I hope he is.
0: My hope Marlo is my son. I don't know what you're doing with this guy. He is like a child. He is like a backstreet boy. He just thinks (laughs) Shane is just some fuck boy. And she's like, well, I'm getting married to him in like two weeks. So Jean's is just going to have to deal with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but don't forget when they were in the car and you forgot this Mensa contest that was occurring in the car when they were discussing how do you pronounce officiant. First, they wanted to know how you spell it. Then they went to know how you pronounce it. I don't know. Is it French? <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. I blocked it out. Mm-hmm. I said, this is the Mensa contest in the car of how to spell officiant, which she spelled it wrong. And then he was, she was like, I don't know. Is it French. i was like these are perfectly matched people so he does say when she goes to see john she gives him the test and he goes hey, what's up with that little backstreet boy you're hanging out with and uh she says they're getting married and you know john's like he's a loser with no job there's no reason for you to marry this dude like have a fling with him and come back to me basically and she's like i have to get out of my car and he says well you know you give me a kiss and she's like No, I don't think that's appropriate. But she does say she thinks she's still attracted to him. And I have written here in all bold. I must have felt very strongly about it. She's attracted to him because he's ten times more attractive than Snaggletooth Shane. I agree.
0: I fully agree. However... He has um, stolen money from her and been on I drugs know. off and on for 15 years. So there's some there's some issues there. And Shane is more than willing to help Lacey out in her porn industry. So that's, you know, Shazan maybe doesn't want to do
1: that. Shazan maybe doesn't want to show his winger for cash. <laughs> and I don't know why.
0: I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> you know, Vince would. All right. Amber and Vince go to the family reunion.
1: Oh my god, Which this is so painful. I
0: was so looking forward to and it was perfection. Vince outside of puppy's house or a car scene or even like, you know, just a weird bar is cast in an even stranger light where he's even more bizarre. Like his eye his one eye kind of works in a different direction than the other. He's got, his eyes are
1: always at half mass. They're always, always
0: at half mass, and he's sort of like Ugh. he's just looks like you brought him from an institution and propped him up on the chair so he could have a day out. I mean, I understand when she was like, "I got to bring this motherfucker to my family reunion. Fuck yeah, she said, I
1: got I got to sleep in the bed with this motherfucker." Um,
0: he looks so crazier he, than ever.
1: He hopes that the family barbecue will help them. This is a quote: "Have a reconnection to the fire that they once had," yeah. and. I mean, what fire? There's, I mean, I guess the fire in their letters. I don't know. Or the fire when they were coming up with a scheme to scam the government. But this house is very nice. And she has a very cute and normal-seeming brother and sister. Who are so sweet. They cry. They're scared
0: about her future. They're like, you've got to stay out. you got to stay with us. And she's like, I can't do anything wrong. You know, i got to fucking stop doing this scheme. It was very touching, actually. And the grandma yeah. who raised her... Because you find out her parents, kind of like you find out Brittany's backstory. You know, when she was mm-hmm. with Marcelina, we found out more and more about her and her parents. It sounds like that's true of Amber too. Like she had drug addict, alcoholic parents, and they weren't around. Her grandmother was really her parent, and they're just hugging. And the grandma's like, she says to Vince, "You're crazy like us. You'll do fine." And I'm
1: like, oh. "Yeah, but." This, what's sad is that her mom was this drug user and got her into this scheme that landed them both in jail. I know. And it's really sad that she's still trying to work this scheme just to, like, make her mom happy. She's like, a promised puppy and my mom that I would do it. But she... The, the siblings are crying and like, we won't support you again. Like, this will be it. Like, we'll never see you again if you do something go to go back to jail. Like, you can tell they're like, this is not how we roll in this family. Like, Grandma didn't raise you this way. But I she's know. She's doing it to like impress her mother, which is so sad. It's so typical. It is so typical.
0: Trying to win that love of the abusive parent. I mean, oh, God. I just, it made me feel for her. And I don't think she's evil. I think she's a scammer, sure. But I think Vince is so fucking crazy that he is, he's obviously in on it to and him at that family reunion damn it was like a, your favorite metaphor of floating turd in the pool oh god Come i on. mean you can't not look at it you're just like what is that why is that in the chair okay so let's talk about something that was way more horrifying than vince at a family reunion angela and tony's sex scene
1: okay i thought you were going to want to talk about cheryl's tooth but let me go back up to uh who is the person that is on one of your Facebook groups? It's Either our pink, it's either our Hey Bunky or your pink shade. And somebody's like, hi guys, Angela's Tooth here. Just wanted to let you know you didn't see me this week, but I've been working out, getting bigger. It's Cheryl's <laughs> Tooth. It's Cheryl's Tooth. One of our bunkies. I think it's on the regular Pink Shade Facebook
0: page. It might be on Hey Bunky Facebook. I don't know. We're running so many pages at this point, but... I love her. She comes on every once in a while. Hey, Cheryl's Tooth here. (laughs) Got an update for you.
1: I'm still hanging out on
0: the left. Just a little snaggled out. Okay, so Angela's Tooth. Uh Mom's nasties with Tony's teeth this week. Mm -hmm. I can't even. I mean, she is still wearing the stretch pants she picked them up in. They're on the couch. I have written down. This scene is torture. Tony is disgusting. Angela is disgusting. This fucking room is disgusting. There are 45 bras hanging in the foreground.
1: Okay. So first they're on the pleather couch yeah, and she's saying, I need to know about Michelle. And he says he was with her on that night, duh, that he went missing. She's just a friend, but he did get a hotel room with her, but she's just a friend. He'd been locked up for a long time and that was why, but she was just a friend. Um, so that's what you do with you get hotel rooms yeah. with people so right, I, I, I have to think he was probably doing drugs with her too totally and he, say, and he says you know I'm in love with Angela I want to be with her for the rest of my life I have an addictive personality I was on opioids for 10 years and I'm off them now but you know sometimes people replace addictions like for example he said it for example <laughs> women <laughs> I, that. I swear they learned like
0: reentry language well what excuses Glorietta have then she wasn't even a prisoner Oh, my God. For example women, yes. And Michael, Michelle was one of them. And uh-huh. he actually gets all huffy when she brings it up again at some other point. He's like, if she keeps bringing this up, I'm going to
1: give it three months before I leave her. Yeah, yeah. So, the the I mean, the grosses that you're trying to avoid on the couch did happen, but I have to tell you about it. You had to tell me about Bojangles' tooth hole, so I'm going to tell you about this. Okay. They're on the pleather couch squeaking around, and he says, baby, I want you And I want you bad. I've been waiting for this for forever. They start squeaking on the pleather couch and she says, take me to the bedroom. Oh, God. It is.
0: I know. And they walk into that bedroom and then they show them uh, Mm post-coital, sweating, cold clamminess, smoking it up. That whole place is going to go up in flames eventually.
1: (laughs) Yep. They say, they both say it was amazing and, you know, everything they ever wanted i don't know and she shows him so now that he has finally had sex with her she's like well i guess i'll show him what i got him she's just almost naked in a yep sleeveless very short t-shirt and goes out that's her sex shirt and she goes out in the yard and shows them the motorcycle <laughs> and it's like well i got this for you and if you show me any sign you're being dishonest i'm out then our they go our pink shade moderator Shelley wrote, and I was dying. She wrote on the live thread
0: or somewhere. She's like, Angela goes out of the trailer to show a motorcycle in that raggedy ass shirt. Nothing else. She country. <laughs> I was like, she is country. I she mean, didn't a shit. She does not give two shit. She doesn't even care if that place is going up in flames behind her. I think no, she it... is just. She's just so happy that she finally got the D.
1: Yeah, and so they go inside, and they sit at what I like to think is her desk where she does therapy sessions with um, clients, and the smoke billows over him (laughs) as he reminds her that that he has also made sacrifices. He's made this big leap of faith to come to live with her, and he's going to help with the bills, and he'll be there to sleep with her at night, so he's made a lot of sacrifices. I mean, let's be honest. He's right. He says he moved to the prison in Mississippi, Parchman, shout out Parchman, Mississippi, to be near her. And he says, look, if she's going to bitch at me about this constantly, about this other girl thing, and about me having to go back to prison, blah, 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 I got to go. And then he says, I could easily have my own house in a few months if I go back to California. I was Mm -hmm. like, really? Sure. Really?
0: Sure you could. Sure you could. Holy shit. She's like, well, I'm going to give him a chance. These two are what's a, it's like a what's grosser than gross joke that we used to tell. Like, what's grosser than gross? All right. Angela and Tony. Uh, uh, Okay. Scared you're going it, okay, to okay. I won't. Something. I won't go on. All right. I, you know what? You've been sick. I'm not. We're just going to end it there. But it was absolutely disgusting. I could smell the scene through the Ew. TV. Ew. Yeah. All right. We have to end because you got to go.
1: And we're we are about Snag- we didn't talk about Snaggletooth. She wasn't on this week. Yeah.
0: Uh, right. Why don't with I the, have with- a note? about yeah, her.
1: Cheryl and Cheryl and
0: her tooth. Oh my God. Her sister, the, her the sister. sister was there. <sighs> okay. Do you have time to do it real quick? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I don't have one note about her. It's like I blanked out. Her sister came and her sister is amazing. She's the prison guard. Who's like not having it at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, she, they're in the hotel room and Cheryl's saying, listen, he wants to pay his restitution. He wants to get his driver's license. He wants to get a job. And Lacey goes he wants, he wants, he wants. So what do you want? Right. Poor poor Lacey. She has bad teeth too, but hers are straight, but it's just a, it's a different bad situation. She just needs some uh, jaw alignment. So Cheryl, her tooth and Lacey go (laughs) to meet Josh. And right when he sits down, (laughs) Lacey goes, you paying? He's like, um, I'm Josh. Nice to meet you. And then she says, So why were you in prison? And he said, Oh, this time? (laughs) This time I robbed a bank. And he just thinks he's so, I don't He's such a goofball. He loves telling people he robbed a bank. He's an old timey bank robber. He's like, I robbed a bank. I'm
0: like, You are a cartoon. He's a cartoon villain. He really is. He's bizarre.
1: And he says, you know, he doesn't mind right now. You know, he's, he's going to work for this roofing company and it's okay to live broke. It's okay. He's okay with it. And she goes, we well, sure have an expensive watch. Lacey goes nuts. She's like, this is our money and don't talk about what we spend our money on. When she just said something about, we must have. No, Cheryl goes nuts. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Cheryl goes nuts and saying, our money, don't talk. So they must have cut something out where they indicated that Cheryl had bought that for him. And Lacey says, like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, well, you know, what am I here for? Now we get some background on Cheryl that we did not know. Cheryl said she was drinking at 14. And by 18, she was on stripper, was a stripper, and she was on cocaine and pills. So she's trying to say to her sister, like, remember what I used to be like. I got better, and he can get better, too. And Lacey is not having it. She says, um, and and Josh goes, look, in Lacey's line of work, she's seen the worst of the worst. So I understand, like, why she has questions about me. Again, Mm -hmm. he's just, like, calm.
0: Yeah. He's like, I have an insurance package I'd like you to look at, you know, tell me when you're done looking at the brochure. We can talk about this later in my office. I mean, he is just, he is, he's so weird. I can't figure him out because he is goofy and like really immature, but then sometimes
1: he's just very level headed. I I don't get him. I don't either. And Cheryl goes nuts by the car and Lacey's taking her microphone off. And Cheryl's just like, I couldn't go back on drugs. I could just sniff me a whole line of cocaine, but I'm not, I'm just not she's like screw that's fine fuck you and her sister's like I'm just gonna sit in the car and the producer's like so what's happening <laughs> Lacey goes I don't know she's blinded by love like can I go like I gotta go take care of somebody else's kids my sister because she's out here at the day's end Seriously, I
0: mean, Cheryl's tooth, meanwhile, is like trying to run to the back of her mouth before like somebody punches her in the face. I mean, Cheryl <laughs> goes from one to ten. I mean, she does go nuts. When he said before, like, well, she gets a little crazy really fast. I'm like, she does. You know what? And I just can't stop thinking about her kids. Her kids are back I home. I know. I know. She's living as if she doesn't even have them. She said at one point, like, "Well, I got to send money to my parents because you know they got the kids." I'm like, "Money? I'm like, are you like, what's happening here? How this is are are getting so bizarre. Money? Oh God." You know yeah. what? She's working the corner. I don't know what she's doing, but her and her tooth either. have have a plan. It, she did. She does have a sad backstory. Many people do, but she also is not um, heading in a positive direction supporting a felon who is now out of prison
1: and really doesn't want anything to do with her. Well, he comes and goes. He He comes comes and goes. (laughs) When when she she acts right and normal and calm, he likes her. But when she loses her shit, which is every 11 seconds, then he's like, I don't know if I can do this. You know what? Why can't these people? You got to go out and you got to find a Bojangles. You know, someone who's got a property
0: already that he's allowed to live on. They don't really need cash money. They got everything around them they need. They got someone to take care of them. They can bring you there. You know, they can support you with whatever access they have to running water, electricity. I mean, it, it's like she wants to support this guy who is never going to be out of debt. He even said it himself. He's like, I'm going to spend my whole life paying this his debts off for stealing the cars and stuff.
1: And yes, he doesn't even care. Is it $80,000, $40,000 something crazy?
0: whatever it's called bad life choices and this is why i like watching them this is like uh, sports for me and i don't want to be judged by anyone anywhere for watching these shit shows it is therapy i mean does this not make you feel better on a bad day
1: Yes. And what's so interesting is I recently heard on Jeff Lewis live, they were talking about a 90 day fiance and love after lockup. And uh, someone called in and was encouraging them to watch it. And the person that called in and I think Jameson, the producer was like, it'll make you feel so good about yourself. And Jeff's like, well, I need that. I'm going to start watching.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He will love it. He will love it. All right. Tell us what's coming up on pain in the pod. And then we're going to bug out. We're going to dab on it.
1: We're going to dab on out the dough um i have this week uh the girl that did the podcast murder in oregon and that's a new podcast that came out and when i talked to her there's only three episodes i think now probably this week we'll get the fifth one and it's an it's an old case in uh oregon where the department of corrections director was murdered like in the parking lot in front of the department of corrections building and that's pretty hard to do well being that he was always had a weapon on him and he knew somebody was after him but somebody like stabbed him in the heart like a hundred times, something crazy, right in front of the building. And um, it was just very, very sketchy how it kind of wasn't reported or, you know, somebody was out for him. And my understanding from me talking to her was that the more this podcast goes on, it's it's like, it goes all the way to the top. Like, I think it had something to do with like the governor they were starting to uncover this, that uncovered that, that uncovered something that had to do with the governor. That's so it's wild. A really, yeah, it's a really cool podcast that somebody told me about. And so just like one of my listeners told me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, now I was in. So that's this week. And next week is Thanksgiving. And I just can't even remember what it was. Well, but there's something really
0: great. Something really it's great It's going to be whatever it
1: is. It's going to be unbelievably amazing. It's going to be
0: the best thing you've ever heard. And you know what, you guys, if you want bonus episodes because you got to have a long drive ahead of you for Thanksgiving, you got to hang out with people who do not watch the quality television that we <laughs> appreciate. Go to Patreon, go to patreoncom heybunky, and you're going to get I don't know, almost 30 episodes, all recaps of everything over there. I mean, we re- we recapped the whole season of 90 Day the Other Way over on Haybunky.
1: We and that recapped
0: was Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't remember a time when it wasn't on. We recapped Smothered, Marrying Millions, Family Chantel. We're currently doing Plathville, Below Deck. We got Unpolished, you know, now in the rotation. And also yeah. just some fun bonus episodes over there too. And we can't thank you, Bunkies, enough for being part of it. Come over to the cell block, join us, and you'll have hours of entertainment. And again, we're each other's people, right, guys? So, you know, we appreciate the things that need to be appreciated. I'm giving thanks for TLC and WeTV right now, right here. And Mary Payne, uh, you are on social media at Payne in the Pod. I'm at Erin Leah Martin. You guys can follow us there. And you can join the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group. If you just type that into groups, send us a request, answer a few easy questions, dab on it, and we will let you right in. (laughs) All right. Happy Thanksgiving early, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Mary Payne.
1: Thanks, Erin. is ACAST Recommends. Every week we pick one of our
0: favorite shows and this is one we think you're gonna love. Hey, Vanessa. Hi, Casper.
1: Do you happen to like the Harry
0: Potter books? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Me too. That's why we started a podcast called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, where we read the whole series chapter by chapter. That's right. And we've just started book 7, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. If you've spent your whole adult life missing English class and you love Harry Potter, then this is the podcast for you. Listen on your favorite podcast app today. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from the US and around the
1: world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.